The circular economy is being widely adopted as a strategy and practical approach across some of the largest companies and cities and many countries around the world, especially across Europe. But what does the circular economy look like in different contexts around the world? My name is Seb, one of the hosts of the Ellen MacArthur Foundation's Explore the Circular Economy podcast. And in today's episode, my colleague Miranda Schnitger interviews Petter Ostergic, the founder of Latin America's first center for innovation and circular economy. He argues passionately that the region has an opportunity to enter a new era of prosperity by harnessing the potential of fourth industrial revolution technologies and by applying the principles of the circular economy. This show was originally recorded as a live stream. I'm just letting you know in case there's any reference to questions coming online or anything like that. Miranda started the conversation by asking Peter to tell her a bit about his story and how did he come to found the Innovation Center? Sure. I'm a mechanical mechanical engineer uh, from the Universidad Tecnica Santa Maria in Chile with a master's degree in mechanical engineering from the University of Madison, Wisconsin in the U.S., uh, with several uh, entrepreneurship innovation uh, courses in different universities around the world. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm part of this big family of entrepreneurs called Endeavor. Uh, I'm part of the director's board also in Chile. And um, I'm the CEO and co-founder of this family business that is called Neptuno Pumps, that is located in the north of Chile, right in the driest place on earth in the Atacama Desert. And what does uh, we, Neptuno Pumps do? We design and manufacture centrifugal pumps for industrial applications, for, for really heavy-duty applications with a lot of abrasive and corrosive uh, fluid transportation in different industries. Okay. So pumps, and actually in quite an extractive industry, where is the link there between working in that and sector economy? Well, the... the the world market of pumps, it's around $21 billion per year. And uh, it's a really important technology and equipment for the civilization as we know it. I mean, everything uh, is related to water, all the industries and, and all our cities and societies. And they are so important that sometimes they become invisible. And the thing is that the turnaround sometimes is so big that the, this linear model was really used to buy new pumps and throw away the old ones. So we saw a business opportunity in this huge market in order to create the first circular economy business model with industrial pumps. Okay, great. So actually, um, as we go through this discussion more broadly about circular economy in Latin America today, some of this is also informed by your experience in the family business, working with pumps and remanufacturing of pumps in order Absolutely. to... Okay, great. And there is one other hat that you wear um, that we were discussing before this. You've moved slightly from just direct entrepreneurship to also working with inspiring an ecosystem of other entrepreneurs, which I believe is called the Center for Innovation of Circular Economy. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. This trip started seven years ago with Neptuno Pumps. We started promoting the circular economy in Chile and in Latin America. But shortly, we saw that our network was growing so big and so fast around the world that we needed to push the circular economy further. That's why three years ago, four years ago, sorry, we founded the first center of innovation and circular economy 
in Chile and in Latin America, and we are really happy to be present right now, not only in Chile, but also in Peru, Colombia, Mexico, and Ecuador. Okay, great. And just, just to give me an idea, this Center for Innovation, who, who is that really working with? Right now, we're working with governments, policymakers, entrepreneurs, and organizations around Latin America. Okay, great. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll return to that later because it sounds like a lovely ecosystem that's involved with that. Um, but the title of today's discussion was around how circular economy and the fourth industrial revolution can help drive prosperity in Latin America. There's some big words in there. Um, and for context, I wanted to hear your thoughts on what really the fourth industrial revolution means. What does prosperity in Latin America mean? What does circular economy in Latin America mean? Give us your thoughts on what these big, heavy words actually mean. Yeah, uh, well, before describing the fourth industrial revolution, we, we need to know that we had three previous industrial revolutions. So the first one was with the steam or vapor powered, uh, second, automatization, third, the internet, and right now, the what we call the, the connection of atoms with bits, the, the connection of the physical world with the digital world is what we call the fourth industrial revolution. And there are some important things to, to say when we talk about or discuss about the fourth industrial revolution in Latin America, because our region uh, particularly didn't had a, a really big role on the first three industrial revolutions. That's why we think that through the circular economy, uh, Latin, American, Latin America can leapfrog to a fourth industrial revolution. Uh, because the, all the technologies that the, the, the Industry 4.0 has created allow the creation of new circular business models and the circular economy uh, promotes the creation of these new technologies. That's interesting. I would have thought that actually, well, I wasn't aware so much of the idea that perhaps Latin America hadn't participated as much in the other re industrial revolutions that have happened. What, what are you thinking about when you're saying actually those those previous revolutions haven't sort of cracked haven't haven't had the full take up in latin america what, why do you say that in fact we had a role uh but in terms of providing the the world uh and specifically the the uh, the, the more developed countries with our resources natural resources for example the place that i'm right now in in the atacama desert had a huge role with salt pepper and allowed the industrialization of agriculture around the world. The same for copper, the same for other uh, important materials. But we didn't play a role in terms of developing uh, new technologies or uh, in, the, in the creation of great industries in our region. So that's the opportunities we see right now, that with the democratization of the, war, of, of the fourth industrial revolution, because it, when we see the... the, the the lowering of the prices of technology, we can see that right now we can really industrialize the countries of Latin America and at the same time uh, creating a circular economy business model. Okay, great. So I'm getting a sense actually that for you, what's exciting about the fourth industrial revolution is almost the localization of it in Latin America, that actually this can be something that you can really, you have a sense that it can lead to local innovation that actually Latin America can then capture and potentially export the example to other places. Is that right? Is that a fair summary? Yeah, that's right. And, and I think we can create uh, technologies around uh, the industries, the world-class industries we have in Latin America that are all related to the linear economy or through the 
production or exploitation of natural resources. I think that's the particularity of the circular economy and the first industrial revolution in Latin America, that we, we can take the advantage of these industries in order to start the transition towards a circular economy. Okay, interesting. And the other word I wanted to unpack a little bit uh, was prosperity, because I'm very conscious that um, it, I think it is something that we would all want to drive towards, but it can be can mean many things to many different people, and it can sometimes feel a bit uh, too aspirational and perhaps not grounded. So if you were gonna if you're gonna root prosperity in something that you can see as an outcome, like what what would prosperity look like in Latin America? Well, for us, is the it 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 fits with the three with the triple uh, benefits of the circular economy: uh, creation of high quality jobs, uh, economic growth, sustainable economic growth, and fighting against climate change. Because we we need to remember that Latin America and most of our countries are are always in the top ten list of the most. Uh, threatened places for uh, for the climate change. And the other thing is that, as, as I said before, I, because we didn't, uh, were part of the three first industrial revolutions, we need to create high quality jobs. And, and I think that through the fourth industrial revolution and the circular economy, we can create those. In fact, there's a super interesting report from the International Organization of Labor that has a special chapter on circular economy in our region in Latin America, and it and it says that it can create up to six million new high-quality jobs. Do you have any examples of them? Because uh, a, f a challenge that sometimes comes our way is that um, if it's about the fourth industrial revolution, actually that's about jobs being automated, and this notion that there will be high-quality jobs perhaps disappears, or perhaps there'll only be very few because it's for the very high-skilled, but it's not going to provide a lot of job opportunities. Do you have examples that can counter that? Sure, but, but but first let me let me say that the transformation to uh, through uh, or or towards a fourth industrial revolution it's it's so big because because you need to transform transform the energy matrix, the communication matrix, and the transportation matrix. So when when people are afraid of the job destruction or potential destruction of jobs in, in the industry 4.0, I think. Uh, there, there's no no need to worry about that because we have some examples. For example, in, in the in the mining industry, uh, the automatization of all the trans of all the mineral transportation in, in the mining industry. Uh, I know the case, for example, in one mine site that it provides uh, two thousand jobs, and right now they think that through automatization all these two thousand jobs will be destroyed. But in fact, three thousand will be created in terms of not only uh, operation, but also in the in the need of support, creation of new technologies, uh, and 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 that's one really small example of of that. Not only we won't destroy uh, jobs here, but we will need more, and we will need to 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 make new new workers more skilled on on these new jobs and 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 and. and and industries. Okay, great. So there's definitely something around um, 
the, the fourth industrial revolution enabling new ways of working in terms of, for example, automation, a different way in which machinery can work. Other examples that I've seen are also how it can help capture data so that you can track materials more easily. Um, and then that opens up alternative business model opportunities, for example, through sharing or through offering things as a service. Um, yeah. For, for example, in, in our business, the, the pump or the fluid transportation business, I mean, uh, what we are doing right now is that our customers, they don't want to own the pumps they, because they don't know what to do when the life cycle ends. So right now, what we want, what we're moving towards is to product a service. So I won't sell the pump. I want to sell the cubic meters per second that I'm selling to, to our customers. Okay. And that will need more skillful uh, workers and technicians. Okay. Well, and in zooming out again a little bit from, from this, what are the triggers in Latin? I know you've mentioned the opportunity that the fourth industrial revolution poses for Latin America. Um, you've also mentioned that actually the pressures of climate change is a reason why perhaps people are looking at a new model. Are there other things that are particular about Latin America, which has currently got an economy that is driven a lot by natural resource extraction? And there are other triggers, therefore, about shifting it to a circular economy that are local to the region? Yeah, for example, in, in our region, we, cre we generate 160 million tons of solid waste uh, per year. That's 1.1 uh, kilograms per day. And the sad thing is that only 3% of all this weight this waste is recycled or reused. So we have a huge opportunity in, in, in the creation of this waste that we know that in the circular economy, waste is our, our resources. Uh, and when we compare this, these numbers to, to Europe, for example, we, I, 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 I studied some data and the creation or the generation of waste is not that different in Latin America than in Europe. But when you compare the recycling rate, as I said, like here is 3%, most of the, the most advanced uh, countries in Latin America, they are up to 10%, and, and, and Europe is 60%, 40%, 50%. So the huge opportunity we have there in, in order to create or generate economic growth, in, in order to create new jobs that can create wealth from this waste, uh, and, and the opportunity to generate new business or new circular business models is huge in our region. You were mentioning that, for example, in your own in, uh, family business around the pumps, the model is around remanufacturing. Remanufacturing and repairing, is that an industry that's still very much alive in Latin America, or would that sort of need a bit of rekindling? I think the definition for the last 100 years in Latin America is repairing and remanufacturing. I think it's, it's part of our DNA. And uh, that, that's why it's the circular economy makes so much sense in our, in our region. And uh, right now, I think a lot of business uh, uh, companies or family-owned businesses are really comfortable with, this, with the concept of the circular economy because it's so natural for us. And it's like a rebirth of these uh, business models that for the last 60 years, 50 years, were considered like uh, bad quality ones uh, or, or the businesses that nobody wanted to, to be involved with. But right now, all these entrepreneurs and these family-owned businesses see a huge opportunity of creating a new story through what we've been doing for the last, as I said, 100 years.
And do you see a side of this which is about, um, or do you encounter challenges around shifting that perception? Because um, you're just saying like the repair, those people in the repair model sometimes felt like they were offering a less good product, whereas in fact now this narrative is also showing that actually these products can be just as good. But you still need to bring other people on board. Do you think, do you think in Latin America there's an acceptance of using repaired or remanufactured goods? That's a great point because uh, you have different, or so many different cultures in Latin America that you, you have countries like Chile that recycling, remanufacturing, repairing, is not, it's not a big issue. But I've encountered some other countries that when, when you speak about recycling or that this material is reused or this product has a second life, they automatically think about it as a, as a bad quality product. So that's why uh, science, engineering processes uh, are really important in order to create this new uh, story and, and in order to, to create this culture uh, change we need in Latin America. Because it, the circular economy for us is not, is not just a technological uh, change, it's a cultural transformation also. Okay. Great. Do you, um, we've had a question in from Scarlett um, online, I believe, um, asking about what the major differences are between how the circular economy will play out in Latin America compared to Europe. Um, it's a very big question, um, yeah. but I wondered if you had a sense of what might make it particular in Latin America. Yeah, as we, during the 70s and the 80s, Latin America suffered from a huge deindustrialization process. Uh, and that really affected us, the, the, the innovation capability, the, the, the manufacturing capability. But I think that's also an opportunity right now when, when you are faced with, the, with Industry 4.0 that you can get... Uh, technology that is so cheap right now, uh, for example, 3D printing or machining or new foundry. And, and, and that's why in our center of innovation and circular economy, we, we talk about leapfrogging in Latin America, because as, as we state always, it's like the, the case of Europe right now is that you're moving from the linear economy to the recycling economy to the circular economy, and you have really clear objectives and paths Right now in Latin America, we're in the linear economy, and we know what we, what we can do in the recycling economy because we have all the great examples from Europe, and we have all the great data. But the huge opportunity right now is to leapfrog directly from the linear economy to the circular economy, but we need to industrialize again, but in a 4.0 way, our region. And that's why we, we, we think we, through this we can create economic growth, quality jobs and fight climate change. And so leapfrogging, which is a great word. I think it conjures up a brilliant vision of yeah, jumping over one, one in-between step, one in-between hurdle. I personally sometimes wonder whether when we say that word we're being lazy and we're perhaps missing out on the complexity of achieving change or perhaps it's only a um, you know, a very common example that's referred to is instead of, instead of a country moving to landlines and then to mobile phones, perhaps they move to mobile phones directly. But can we really achieve that in lots of other examples? Do you, what's your sense in Latin America? Are we being lazy or is this a real, a real thing that we can achieve? 
I think for for Latin America is a real thing. I mean, we are we are following the the great examples examples and lessons learned from from Europe. And for us, maybe it's a, it's a little bit uh, easier because we have a clear path. Uh, you guys in Europe are are the ones that are are really pushing the the circular economy and. Uh, Maybe for 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 Europe it's it's a bit uh, more difficult, but what we can do here is to to see what you've done there and to 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 be more flexible in order to apply it in Latin America. Yeah, I challenge that and say actually it's probably a level playing field in some ways because uh, if we want to. If we're if we're at the if Europe is in a place where it's looking to move beyond recycling into the whole reuse and repair and remanufacturing space, and actually if Latin America is going to leapfrog to that as well, um, the importance of sessions like this, where we can try and draw out certain stories, certain specifics about how different regions think, actually the two sides, the two the two experiences can really support each other. Um, and I think in Latin America, it's so interesting given given the strength of the natural resource sectors um, to understand what's possible there. Thank you, Peter, and thank you, Miranda, and thank you for listening certainly feels valuable to reflect on the variety of experiences that exist globally. Consider, for example, Miranda's surprise at Peter's comment about Latin America's role or lack thereof in the first three industrial revolutions. The foundation has a growing team based in Latin America, specifically Brazil at this time, so we certainly expect more circular economy stories to emerge from that region and to be featured indeed on this podcast in the coming months. As always, it would mean a huge amount to us if you could like, share, subscribe and rate our podcast.